0: all living in a World Gone Geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, The Podcast is Real, World Gone Geek's flagship uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook show. Also doubles as podcast. Um, We are so glad that you're here. It is episode two of season two. We are excited to go. We apologize that our... We were supposed to have an episode last week, so this, is, this would have been episode three, but episode, that didn't happen. We had some technical difficulties, basically seven blue screens of death uh, in a row as I was trying to get um, things ready, and so it didn't happen. Uh, totally wiped my computer. Everything's working now. We, we figured out what was doing it, and we're back. Here we are. Season two. Tonight's the Emmys. That's very exciting. That starts at eight. So we're going to try to get done before them because we like to watch those. Um, But we have a very special guest today. It's going to be a great show. And I'm so glad that you guys are here. But um, tonight's guest is an actor with nearly 60 credits to his name in IMDb. He's appeared in three different Marvel universes and possibly is the only other actor to do that other than Stan the Man, Lee himself. We're not sure. We'll have to do some digging and statistics, but I think he might be the only one. And he's going to share some uh, of his stories on set. Um, his name's Kurt Yu, and he's going to be joining us very soon. But before that, let me bring on my illustrious co-hosts. Here is Utah and Aliyah. Welcome to the show, guys. We're so glad that you're here. Hey,
0: And I'm very programs. jealous of your
1: drink. Share it with us. Show us what you've got. Sorry, I'm-
0: I'm drinking my limited edition Sanzo uh, sparkling water. Just water. This one happens to have the legendary Tony
1: Leung on it. Yes, that's that's so cool. And now, where do you get those?
0: Well, so Sanzo, um, they don't have a lot of distribution except on the coasts mostly. Okay, I actually ordered it. Mail ordered. I mail ordered this because I was such a big fan of the movie. Yeah, he
2: Um, sent it to him personally.
0: uh, (laughs) Yes, Tony Leung uh, uh, was was. Apologizing for missing somehow
1: misplacing my
0: premiere ticket, and so he sent me. This is that experience. what it is?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. now well, you're on the hook that's... for getting Tony Leung on the show next week. So, uh, oh
0: well. <laughs> I'll, so I'll see what I can. So do. you
1: heard it here, folks. Utah is personally going to bring Tony Leung. Tony oh, Leung. Look, oh, oh,
0: there he is. Here he is. Here All
1: right. Oh. So that's not happening. Please don't think that we're you know we're not. Uh, it would be great if you did come on next week, but oh, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, you know, uh, guys, the oh, Emmys are like happening you. tonight, and uh, it's been a great uh, couple of years for television. It really has because everybody's been stuck at home watching it, right? <laughs> and uh, so they've really just been like knocking out lots of great shows, um, and everybody's been spending a lot of time in front of the television. But I wanted to ask you guys as our kind of our icebreaker today, what you guys um, are predicting for best comedy, best drama, and best limited series or anthology? So those kind of like are the three big uh, show. Obviously, there's actors and uh, you know, movies and all the different things. Um, but I just want to, you know, what are the shows that we've been watching all this time that you think are going to get the most attention tonight? Utah, go first.
0: Uh, uh, you know, I, I have a soft spot for all the Marvel shows because they've been so good. But at the same time, I compare it to all the other stuff that's going on. I feel like it's a combination of um, the Emmys not quite ready to kind of recognize a lot of the, New superhero genre, Star Wars genre shows, mm-hmm. uh, quite yet. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, the, the quality of some of the, especially the dramas, are really outstanding. Sure. And tough competition. But well, as much as I, as much as I love Wandavision, before you uh,
1: before you give your your prediction, I'm sorry. Let's go ahead and talk about that. So the dramas, we're gonna we'll start with the dramas. We'll go through all through them. The Boys, love Bridgerton, it. The Crown, uh, Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. Pose, and This Is Us. All yeah, right, see, Utah, your pick. See, that's that, that's it's a, a tough name. category.
0: That's a tough category. Um myself, I've watched The Boys, The Crown, Some of the Handmaid's Tale, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, of course, and some of This Is Us. And of all those, I don't know. It's it's tough to ignore The Crown and Bridgerton. I mean, I feel like those are pretty much right in the um you know, right in that that perfect sweet spot for for Emmy Wynn. But yeah. I would love to see the Mandalorian or the boys win, yeah. but you know, that that's, I'm not, I'm not one of the, I don't get a vote. So
1: yeah. Right. Aliyah, you, what do you think of those ones I mentioned? Now I know you watched the boys cause you watched that with us and and we had some discussions on that last season um, and which it's coming back. Which I can't wait, so that's going to be fun. But what do what do you think about some of these other shows? I know you didn't watch The Mandalorian yet because we're not letting you watch that (laughs) until we've uh, totally indoctrinated you in all the Star Wars you need to see beforehand. So uh, we still got to plan that. So that one's out there. But yeah, uh, what would be your pick based on buzz, whatever you you know hearsay, whatever you've heard? What do you feel like is getting the getting the nod tonight for drama?
2: So I've seen The Handmaid's Tale almost. All of it. Mm-hmm. Uh what is it? They're on the fourth season now. I've seen an, um yeah, almost all of the fourth season. And that's gonna be my pick. I love the boys, but the handmaid's tale. Oh man, that was such a good series. It was such a good series. Like I felt angry, <laughs> happy. It made you feel sad, things that's like, what you know, made that's me good feel TV. so many different things. Yeah. So, so I'm going to have to go with the, to the Handmaid's Tale as much as I love the boys, but also I haven't seen the others. So maybe I'm a little biased, but sure. um yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale.
1: Awesome. I'm going with Lovecraft Country. I think that's the best. Mm, I, I think it. that's one of the best new shows that in, a, was a in a very show. long time. It was it's so unique. It's so kind of over the top, just like and the acting, the directing, the writing um, every episode, you did not know what to expect. It took all different directions. I just, I thought it, every episode was a surprise. Um, but yeah, Love both Co- both Lovecraft well. Country for me. And I think, I think I'd think like to see it win lots of things, like almost anything it's nominated for, so that HBO will, will regret the decision to not do a season two, because they're not, <laughs> which I don't understand. It's very strange. So, I mean, I know there's lots of, you know, reasons First for the Chief, decisions and Williams. financial and whatever, but hope, hopefully they'll change their mind. So, uh, yeah, Lovecraft Country for me. Comedy, we've got Blackish, Cobra Kai, who our guest today has been on, uh, Emily in Paris, uh, The Flight Attendant, Hacks, The Kaminsky Method. I'm going to say it this way Pen 15, <laughs> but if you write that out, it's a different word. Um, and Ted Lasso for comedy. Utah.
0: Uh, of all those, um, in my heart, I'd like to see Cobra Kai or Ted Lasso win. Uh, but I feel like Ted Lasso is going to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only watched one or two episodes of it, but ev- I've, I haven't heard a bad thing about it from anyone who has watched it. Anyone, people I trust, people I don't trust, people I know, people I don't know—they all you asking, all you're asking about people Ted you don't Lasso. trust. What's your favorite? What's your I'm, favorite I'm TV just show walking, right now? I'm just I'm just grocery shopping, and somebody will say, "Hey, you know what? That Ted Lasso is a fantastic <laughs> show." I'm like, "Can I have the black beans,
1: please?" It does um, spark that kind of joy. It really does. It's, you, you can't it, help but well, share it with other people. It's yeah, kind of like, you know, so. it's like, yeah, once you once you have, uh, you know, and so I'm just going to say it. I'll just go ahead and, sorry, uh, Aliyah, I'm going to jump in the middle here and say Ted Lasso is absolutely the best show that's come out in a very, very long time. It's so full of just, it's so, it's positive, but it's also, like, heartfelt, like, I don't know, I just love it. It's very not diverse. at all what expected. expected. To me, it was major league in a soccer field, right, uh, in England. Oh, that's a good it, yeah, I mean, okay. it's definitely, yeah. at least the first season is definitely the plot of Major League, basically. Yeah, um, it is. And there's even a speech in there that's very similar. And there's a line towards the end uh, that is t- taken straight out of Major League. So I think there's, they know the, oh. that that their reference and they know they're homaging that. But at the same time, it's uh, even though I love Major League as a Clevelander, I mean, that's you know, everybody in Cleveland loves Major League. It's like a rule. If you live here, you have to adore you have to that watch film it and like it. Um, no, but uh, uh, gosh, it's just so positive. And I, I have actually seen it first season twice now. Um, watching the second because my family didn't watch it the first time, so we we're all caught up. Dude, the show is is great, and you know. Second season, like not as great the as the first, store. but it's still fantastic. Sorry, that's me, Ted Lasso. I could gush about it all, all day long. <laughs> um, although I will say, if you haven't seen The Kaminsky Method on Netflix. That's a good one. It is a really good show, and I was in tears in the last episode. So well, I'm hoping Michael Douglas gets some uh, some attention for that role, because, man, that's a really good show. Oh. Aliyah, what did you think uh, was the best comedy
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to skip these. This one because I haven't seen like any of them. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Which one? But it's nice when these things come out because yeah. I mean, start I've to seen like some of Blackish.
1: Yeah. What people are are talking about, and it's like oh. I'm but check not only that,
2: that it also shows me that I don't watch like normal tv <laughs> that sure. everybody else
1: watches that's not <laughs> necessarily a bad thing. that's no it's not yeah especially when it, i mean you're watching uh, i mean you were just talking about watching anime and we know you're watching anime some of those are amazing too they don't get a lot of emmy nods but you know hey with cowboy bebop <laughs> coming in live action i mean mm, who knows maybe john, we're going
0: to john tro looks so good
1: in yeah the, uh, i'd like this maybe that'll get some emmy nods I know, I, who knows yeah. um all right so limited series this is the one i think is going to be kind of interesting this is where wandavision comes in so i was really yeah. kind of surprised to see that um, i may destroy you which i haven't seen mayor of east town i have seen um that was kate winslet the queen's gambit saw that netflix that's uh really good and the underground railroad um i have in my watch list on prime so i'm i'm going to be watching that soon it's it looks amazing um Aaliyah, what do you think of those shows now i know you watched wandavision um have you seen any of the other ones
2: i will go with the queen's gambit because that one definitely made me cry yeah i cried at the mm. games,
1: queen's gambit it's pretty darn yeah. good wasn't it
2: it was so good yeah th- that last episode i was just like yes yes i was cheering for her i was so excited so so like great. she knows who
1: i am <laughs> <laughs> utah how about yourself
0: uh of all those i've seen mayor of easttown queen's gambit wandavision my heart wants WandaVision to win because I thought it was such mm-hmm. a great risk and an incredible uh, change of direction for anything Marvel, anything superhero. Uh, yeah. It was really well done uh, till the very end. But I feel like Queen's Gambit is going to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really well done. Even yeah. though they're being sued by some Russian chess Players. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. They are? Yeah, so so basically there's a there's a line and kind of a throwaway line in the movie. It's, it's not it's throwaway to this line. person because right. this person is a real person that they reference. And she yeah. is a she's a Russian chess player that they reference the the commentators reference and they say that she has, you know, won all these things but she's never played a man. And that's why this Girl playing a man Mm -hmm. in Russia is Mm -hmm. such a big deal. Such a big deal. Well, this woman is like, Excuse me, by that time I had played many men and I was very good, and you just made it look like I was afraid to face men. And so she's suing them for like besmirching her character or something. Yeah. Which I get it, but it's also like nobody knew. (laughs) I mean, no offense to this poor woman who has obviously achieved greatness that I will never achieve. Um, I mean, and kudos to her, because it is amazing. But nobody knew. Nobody was like, oh, that lady. You know what I mean? Like, nobody... I don't know. So I don't know what Netflix will probably settle, give her some money. Um, but yeah, that's what's happening with that. Um, I didn't even
2: realize that it was like a, a, a true story. I just thought it, that it was it's, like, it's well, based it's,
1: in, in true events. Now she's right. the ca- main character with Ta- Joy Place, not totally real. Fictional. That's fictional, but the right, some of the events and some of the things that took place in history at that time were real. And, and in particular that woman's uh, accomplishments being basically erased and got glossed over, which is, which is fair. I mean, I understand why she's upset about it. Um, but then, uh, so I'm just gonna say, yeah, definitely, it's probably the Queen's Gambit as well. I love Wandavision. Mayor of Easttown was fantastic, but it was also pretty run of the mill. What did uh, Saturday Live made fun of the, the whole right. uh, mur- mur- murder, murder, the murder daughter, murder m- durder murder daughter. It's all these <laughs> New England solve, people.
0: The Dirt or Murder. Yeah,
1: so, um, which... We say that a lot in our house. When I watched that Saturday Night skit, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're right. This is like every Dennis Lehane uh, book slash movie ever. Um, But those are excellent. So was this. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not going to, I'm not knocking it, um, but... No,
0: but it... SNL was was brilliant. I feel
1: like Queen's Gambit and WandaVision offered something that we haven't seen before. It was very, very new. And Mm -hmm. and, so, yeah, I'm going to give it to Queen's Gambit. So that's what's happening. Eight o'clock. We're gonna watch those and see if, if see if we're right. It's gonna be interesting. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit next week to find out if we were if we were right at all. Um, but okay, as, totally as long enough. as we're talking about the Emmys and we're talking about TV and we're talking about uh, Cobra Kai, we mentioned, um, and so we're gonna talk about uh, Marvel. You were talking about Marvel, right? WandaVision, the Marvel MCU. Uh, we have a very special guest tonight who's come on to uh talk to us about his career as an actor, um, about his time in uh you know in Hollywood and making all these movies. Uh, we're gonna watch a little bit of his demo reel and then when uh when we're done with that, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Kurt Yu. So let's take a look at this demo reel. Doctor Yoon is it? Yes. How do you spell that?
3: You're looking right at it. I
1: know, but I'm just asking you.
3: What exactly are you asking me?
0: My friends and I do this thing. It's this really weird game. Isn't it? Is this fake?
3: It's this a hospital. The whole
0: thing. Yeah, is it fake?
3: It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> as soon as we find it, we're gonna call it in and we'll move on. We need this. It's one hour. The hospital bills, the funeral bills, it'll all be paid for. The Cox Group Financial will employ contractors, timber workers, and paper suppliers from the state of North Carolina only. The state will also get 50% of revenues from prisoner phone cards. In addition, the Cox Group Financial will hire 400 full-time employees. Sounds good. I would like to make one adjustment. your, Your attorney said we had a deal. You said we had a deal. We almost have a deal, Governor. For the unethical and unsportsmanlike conduct shown by Sensei's Terry Silver, John Kreese, and their student, Mike Lawrence. Well, there so, you have it. I'm sorry, Mr. Lawrence. I don't know you, but I do know Daniel LaRusso, and if he
1: says no, I'm with him. Awesome, awesome. So great, so great. So, I, I, I mean, I just want to draw attention. Like, that was Helen Hunt and Richard Dreyfuss across Those, the table from him. Two Oscar winners, man. Right. I mean, the, guy, the man is working with Hollywood legends here. So let's welcome to the show... Kurt, you welcome to the show, Kurt. We're so grateful to have you.
0: Hey, Kurt. What's up, guys? Hey, thank you
3: so much for having me. It's great to be here. And Uh, I want to say, if uh, if you need to bump me for Tony Leong, I'm totally happy. to
0: We'll invite you back.
1: Yeah, you you come uh... back and. and, uh, (laughs) Did you see Shang Chi? Did you see that movie? We talked about that twice. Oh my gosh, we saw that. We talked about that on our last episode, and man, that was a great film. He was so good. Yeah.
0: fantastic
1: yeah so fantastic. welcome to the what show what was your favorite
2: part
3: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> get get it right, right to the
2: <laughs> yeah what was your favorite part oh oh man i seen it twice <laughs> there's so
0: many great there's so yeah there's, there's so many great parts it's
3: there are there are, there are some really great parts i i think i had shared this on my social media uh after watching it the second time to confirm what i thought had happened when i watched it the first time but i wasn't 100% sure but uh I I said that Shanchi is the best superhero because he saved the world while wearing Jordans.
1: <laughs> and he and he was. That's awesome. Yeah, That's and
2: absolutely he was right. Yeah. yeah absolutely, absolutely right. Was. Wow. Oh my okay. gosh.
1: Yeah, that I thought that was one of the I it might be I, so I've had some time to think about it. My family and I've been debating cuz some of the kids were like this might be one, one of their one of the best like this might be one of the best marvel movies and the more and more i think of it i still think that winter soldier is just way up there for me like it's just i just there's so much about it and so many elements Mm -hmm. of other types of movies that he do so well Mm -hmm. it's still up there and and what's that and it was in cleveland Uh, (laughs) yeah it was filmed here um uh but and I. uh uh this movie, I it, if, if it's not first, it might be the second. It might be only to Winter Soldier for me. I think it was fantastic. Yeah,
0: I, I think Shang-Chi is probably the best origin story in the MCU. I yeah. mean, granted, you don't have the MCU without Iron Man, which was a great movie, Right. Mm-hmm. but I think overall in terms of like general character development and uh, the emotional content of it um, and then, of course, for me, the cultural aspect of it and the impact of that um, for me, I think it's I dare say it's the best origin story in the MCU so far.
1: I would, yeah, definitely agree with that, for sure. Because I feel like Iron Man, well, we talked about it on the other episode. Iron Man kind of set the pattern, and then, like, Doctor Strange kind of followed that same pattern for an origin. Obviously, it was magic and different things, but it followed that, like, arc kind of. um, Ant-Man followed similar, you know, kind of, like, origin um, this was so unique and just over the top, amazing. Anyway, that was that was last week. This week we're talking about Kurt. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about Kurt. Yes, and then absolutely. bringing I
3: mean bringing Tony Leong and Michelle Yeoh into the MCU, is right? Such a, you know, spectacular oh, oh, don't get me started
1: on Michelle Yeoh. She is yeah. like absolutely, I absolutely love her so much. And then we we talked about Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon last week, yeah. and just you know uh, to see her back on screen doing that kind of stuff is. They could have just had Michelle Yeoh just standing in the yeah.
0: background, even slightly out of focus, and that would have that would have made that scene for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean,
1: she's yeah. fantastic, yeah. amazing, wonderful legends in that movie. Sure was. So uh, tell us a little bit, Kurt. Now you have so you're you are from? Did you grow up here in Cleveland? I know that you have Cleveland connections, right? You you lived here for a while, for sure. Uh,
3: I lived in Cleveland for. 22, 23 years. Okay. Uh, I moved yeah. to Cleveland in um sixth grade. Um with my parents, not not just by I didn't just pack up yeah. and I just packed <laughs> by myself. A train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm going to Cleveland, Ohio in the sixth grade. I'm just that's <laughs> I never where I understand
2: I want. why people move here. It's so weird. <laughs> Anyway, keep going.
3: <laughs> um and I, I lived there up until uh 2016, so about five years ago. Uh I Cleveland was my home. So that's where I got started, uh, acting. Um, so I have a kind of like a weird story as far as how I got into acting. I mean, I, I was a math and science kid growing up. I, um, got my college degree in computer science, which I guess is how everybody gets into acting. Right.
0: (laughs) Uh, Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So I was working full time as a software developer in, uh, in Cleveland, I was working at the Cleveland clinic for a while and I kind of bounced around at different jobs, um, in, in Ohio and as a, you know, as a full-time nine to five kind of guy, I was just looking for some things to do after work and me and my best friend from high school, we were both working. I think I was working at uh, the Cleveland clinic. He was working at uh key bank, you know, we were both working our corporate jobs and we were just looking for something fun to do. That wasn't just going to happy hours. And, uh one day just happened to walk by this acting school that was up in in uh Coventry uh those those from Cleveland are all familiar with Coventry Road and Cleveland Heights oh yeah and uh we were actually wa- we were leaving a bar at um two in the morning <laughs> and <laughs> just happened to be uh walking back to our cars and and Walked by and, and you know, they weren't having acting classes at two in the morning, <laughs> but, their, but, but they, the school uh, was there. Their storefront was there and we saw that and me and my buddy were like, hey, this this might be something interesting to do. So we kind of jotted down their email address and sent an email the next day to ask about the class. And they're like, yeah, come in for a, a free class. So this is it's called the Hood School of Acting. Uh, it's run by Jessica Hood Morris, who's the owner of the school and the, the uh, head teacher there and the headmaster, if you will, and, and <laughs> we're in the Harry Potter world of things. And, and right. so she uh, ran, uh, she had the school there on Coventry for about 10 years. Uh, the whole time that I was there, it was at the Coventry location. And since they have since moved their school to downtown Cleveland, it's kind of expanded their space and the school's grown so much. I, I am so proud of that school. That's awesome. I'm so proud yeah. to, to have been a part of that school and to started my career there. Uh, and since then I know other, uh, actors that have started, you know, classes there that I've known from that school that have gone to New York, that have gone to LA, that have come here to Atlanta, like I did and have, you know, uh, gotten their careers started and been in movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So it was super cool.
1: That's and I, awesome. And I, I'm glad you mentioned that you're in Atlanta. Cause I, I thought that was kind of interesting. A lot of people think, Oh, I'm going to get into acting. I'm going to get, you know, try to be in some Hollywood films. So I'm going to move to LA, right? That's where you go. Um, tell me why is Atlanta a hotbed for that now?
3: Yeah, that's what everybody thinks. And that's what I thought too. I, I mean, I think most people don't realize, uh, if, unless they really do the research, right. Uh, most people don't realize, or now if you sit to the end credits of the movie to the very end, you see that big old Georgia peach on almost comes, every
1: show and movie Yeah, yeah.
3: on everything. <laughs> Um, because so much is filmed here in Atlanta but unless you're doing that or even if you're doing that you're probably not even putting it together Uh, when I was taking classes in Cleveland um, I never wanted to move like I was I was totally content working my full-time job and then auditioning for local commercials and and uh, little company training videos and things like that in Ohio because I didn't really want to move to LA I wasn't I wasn't a a uh, fan of the idea of going out there and being a broke actor. And I'd seen um, some other people go out there and just like struggle just to pay rent, you know, cause LA is such an expensive city, especially compared to Cleveland. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, it wasn't until I met a couple Atlanta actors uh, who had told me about, you know, what was going on down there and it was such a booming market and it's, you know, it's much cheaper than LA. And I researched it, came down here to visit a couple of times, just to check out the city. And uh, that's when I decided to make a move, and I came down here in 2016, and um, have been here ever since. And you know, people are surprised when they see like almost all the Marvel shows are shot here. Um, many of the Marvel movies are shot here, uh, and then all of these other big, you know, obviously Stranger Things, Walking, Walking Dead, dead. Uh, mm-hmm. Ozark, a lot. So much Netflix stuff is here. Uh, some Hulu shows, and then. Um, uh, Cobra Kai, obviously. So there's so much.
1: Like Cobra Kai is shot in Atlanta too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, I didn't know that. I mean, (laughs) you
3: look at all of my acting credits on IMDb, they're all Atlanta or like, or in the neighboring States like the Carolinas or, uh, Louisiana, but everything is down here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So actually, yeah. So looking at your IMDb, I do want to, um, bring up this, uh, uh, so was this is Mr. Mercedes, for those of you guys uh-huh. who don't uh, know. Oh, um, yeah. This means that Kurt has been in one of my other favorite universes, which is the Stephen King universe Stephen King. now. I'm mm-hmm. um, a huge Stephen King fan. Love this show. Um, and, um, dude, that's Brendan Gleeson you're talking to there. That's Mad-Eye Moody from here. You're you're yeah. one degree <laughs> of separation away from Harry Potter at that moment. And I just thought that <laughs> yeah. was really cool. But so is this filmed in Atlanta as well?
3: This is if I remember correctly, I think it was South Carolina.
1: Okay. But it yeah. but it's doubling for Ohio, which is what I thought uh-huh. was hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you and even like you, the, you went all the way to South Carolina just to pretend like you're in Ohio again.
3: Right. <laughs> exactly. And and let me just tell you, uh, Brendan Gleason was this, just the nicest guy. Wow. Just the, the best guy to work with. Um and I because I, I I love I love telling people that just cause you know, we never really know uh, how, you know, our celebrities that we watch on TV or in movies are what they're really like in real life, even though, you mm-hmm. know, we see them on like talk shows and things like that. But even then, you know, they're part of, they're in the media. Mm, right. um, but just uh, being with him um, when we weren't filming. So that scene that you're looking at, cause that was the only scene that I was in for that show. But when we filmed that scene, that was pretty late at night. It was like maybe two or three in the morning. It was really cold that day uh, or that night. It was super cold. And you see, he's supposed to come out of his house in his t-shirt um, and w- when they were, anytime they aren't filming, right? And they're, you know, changing, moving around the camera to, to for the next shot or something like that, it's perfectly normal for the actors to go inside and warm up or to go into their trailer or whatever. Um, but he was just, he was just super cool about it. Just stood out there, chatted with everybody, you know, That's cool. um, so he was a really, really good dude.
1: That's always good to wow. hear. I love hearing yeah. that kind of stuff. If you ever work with Bruce Willis, don't tell me how he really is. Cause I've heard stories that, but he's my, he's, <laughs> I love Bruce Willis. I'm like, a huge um, Bruce Willis. I
3: have worked with Bruce. No,
1: Willis. wait, which one, which movie did you work with? Uh, Bruce it's not
3: out yet. It's
1: oh, no. Is it a Die Hard movie? Wheeler, Wheeler. Uh, uh,
0: uh, uh. good,
1: dude. good can, dude. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. if you're Kevin Smith, apparently not. But Kevin Smith was also trying to direct him, so who knows what kind yeah. of contentious uh, relationship was yeah. going on there. Um, but yeah, so is it a Die Hard? Is another? No, okay, you can't. I don't know if you can tell. Um, <laughs> I mean, and, and it's funny because I mean, I'm kind of fanboying a little bit when you said that. I had no idea, but now I'm very excited to to see that. Whatever that oh, is. Oh, I was super excited
3: to work with I him. I love him
1: so much. I mean, Die Hard is like my all-time favorite movie. I've been uh I, I am even an avid, avid Die Hard fan of Hudson Hawk. Um, mm. I don't care what it is, he's uh. he's the greatest. <laughs> but but I love you, you you now have been. I was in fact, I was thinking about it earlier. You've been in like all of these franchises that mean a lot. Uh, well, one, you were just one degree of separation from Harry Potter, so you were almost you're almost there. Uh, and you <laughs> might as well be. You're in the Karate Kid universe, right? You're in Preacher universe, which uh, is oh, another yeah, comic book right. that I uh, mm-hmm. I love. You're in Stephen King universe. You are, uh, and, and I, I was kind of like, all you need now is to be in a Die Hard movie, and you might be my second favorite actor behind Bruce Willis. Um, <laughs> and now, it's happening. And now uh, you know. Well, now we, we have to wait for the release. But... Yeah, but it's it's probably not. I feel Fair. like we would have heard if it's a Die Hard. Are you allowed to tell us if it's a Die Hard or no, or you're not?
0: You um, guys.
3: If it was a Die Hard movie, I probably wouldn't be able to say, but it isn't. Okay. It's already on my IMDb, the movie
1: oh, okay. it's called.
3: Um, I must not have uh,
1: realized it was his. It's,
3: yeah, it's just, it's one of those movies that it doesn't have a poster yet, so it doesn't, you gotcha. know, it oh, doesn't gotcha. show up right away. Um, but uh, it should be out maybe end of this year or, or early next year. Very cool. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: So, so what I'm curious about mm-hmm. is, so you went to the acting school. Mm-hmm. What where is the, what's the in between? So you go to acting school and then you yeah. w- like what was your big break? What 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 was There's, this? I also want to know what was this changing moment of when you know what? I think I'm gonna quit this this
3: computer yeah. science
2: gig. Yeah. Like, where where was that moment?
3: It's all it's you know it's really kind of fluid. There was really never like you know these were the defining moments of when things happened. Yeah. All of it was kind of uh, you know they all kind of things kind of just happened. Um, I, I started taking the acting classes, like I said, with my buddy, just for fun, we were looking for something to do after work. Um, and even when I signed up for the classes, I didn't realize, like, I thought it was just, you know, people there to, to have fun. Like we did, I didn't realize anybody in Cleveland had an agent or were auditioning Mm -hmm. for anything that was making them money. Um, I like, this was how naive I was to the industry. I just thought anything that we saw on TV was filmed in Hollywood, like, ah. a, like a local car commercial. Um, Hollywood. I just thought was filmed in Hollywood, you know, <laughs> and it just, it doesn't, it makes sense now that you think about it. Oh yeah. Local commercials would be filmed locally with local production companies and local actors. But, you know, I just didn't understand the whole world of things. Right. So it wasn't until I got into the class and I met some people in class and they're like, Oh yeah, I have an agent. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm in a commercial that's filming. I'm doing a Mr. Hero commercial next week or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Oh my God, you're on TV. This is crazy. <laughs> um, so it was all totally brand new to me. So I kind of had to to learn all of that just being in, in the class. And then um, it wasn't until about a year of taking classes just for fun, not doing anything else outside of class uh, until one of my uh, classmates recommended that I talk to her agent's. Uh, which is called the Talent group and they are based in Cleveland and they 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 have offices in Cleveland and Pittsburgh and they do a lot of commercials and corporate training videos and things like that the type of work that's that's generally around the smaller markets and that's how I got my first agent. I got introduced by one of my classmates and I started auditioning for little things but again kept my full-time job so I'd go I would leave work on my lunch hour to go do an audition and then come back and go back to work and if I booked something I would just take a day off you know, and go do it. Um, And then uh, around 2014, I was working as a software developer as a contractor. So I was doing like six months contracts, 12 month contracts. I just finished a contract uh, working for CVS, uh, their corporate division. Right. And I uh, had finished a one year contract. I'd saved up some money. And I said, you know, I'm going to take a six month break from working. Right. And I had luckily, you know, was able to do that. Um, And I said uh, I could focus a little bit more on the acting stuff and maybe I'll take some side gigs and just see what happens. And basically since then, I haven't gone back to doing um, a computer science job since. Uh, So in that six months, I was able to, you know, I started teaching a class at the Hood School as well. I started helping people uh, tape their auditions. And, you know, made some money on the side that way and was able to kind of just get by, you know, and pay the bills. And I just kind of rode that wave uh, for a couple years in Cleveland and then heard about Atlanta. And then at that time, I didn't have a full time job anymore. There was nothing holding me in Cleveland. My parents had already moved to New Jersey. And I was like, well, may, you know, might as well try this thing and go to Atlanta and see what happens. I uh, was zero expectations of coming down here. I mean, Jeff, when you said that, you're like you, you mentioning uh, all the different Marvel universes and Stephen King and all these things <laughs> and Cobra Kai and all these things that I worked on. It's mind blowing to me uh, that the, the week that I started taking acting classes in 2008 in Cleveland, Ohio, was I think the same week or at least the same month that the first Iron Man came out. So like the MCU yeah. like, really kind of wow. started Right. Yeah, yeah. There. When I was in Cleveland taking acting classes, working on local Mister Hero commercials and random things like that, so I was a working actor, right, in Cleveland, doing these things, but I was still watching movies and shows as only a fan. Like there was no part of my brain at that point. Look, watching something like Iron Man and thinking, Oh yeah, I could do that. <laughs> right? Because I'm an actor. I could do the, no,
1: right. there no, was such a disconnect. There was a disconnect. Yeah. yeah. Wow. From,
3: from what I was doing and what other people were doing on the big screen or on TV. Um, I remember my first, uh, month or two in Atlanta, uh, my roommate. So I, I had a couple friends in acting class at the hood school who also decided to come to Atlanta at the same time. We talked about it. We all moved down here. We lived together for oh, a couple of cool. years. That makes sense. And uh, my, my friend got an audition for The Walking Dead.
0: Mm. Oh, and I oh, just wow.
3: looked, I looked at the, uh, the subject line of his email and just got goosebumps because I was just, I was a huge fan, you know, watching it, just like I was t- telling you before, I was just watching Walking Dead as strictly a fan for so many years and not even thinking in my head, like there was even the possibility of ever potentially being on that show. Um, and I haven't been on that show, but I've known so many, so many of my friends here in Atlanta that are on the walking dead. And it's yeah. just amazing.
1: Now, That's was, so cool. Was there a Thank role you. or a moment where you, you know, like you said, where it kind of clicks where you're like, Oh my gosh, like I, I'm on the set and this, I like, yeah. this is it. I'm, I'm making movies. I'm, you know, was there a specific time that was kind of like that, that moment so of very, clarity?
3: <laughs> my very first, um, movie was actually, I was still in Cleveland and it was a movie that was filmed in Pittsburgh. Um, and this was 2010 or 2011. Um, and it was called won't back down and it starred Maggie Gyllenhaal, Viola Davis, Holly Hunter, Oscar Isaac. Um, at the time it was really only like only uh, only Maggie Gyllenhaal was kind of like well known at the, even then Oscar Isaac wasn't super well known right, sure. Yola was Davis kind of was on her rise yeah. at that point right but uh, at this at this point like they weren't the huge stars that they were right now um but I remember getting that movie going on set and my scene was with Maggie Gyllenhaal and I just had, like, this mm-hmm. little 20-second, like, interaction with her. And I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe, you know, I can't believe that, this is, that I'm actually doing this. Um, but that movie, funny enough, it ended up breaking the box office record for the worst opening weekend of all time. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> 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 not, many,
3: not many people ended up seeing it. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, but the funny, the, the other thing was coming to Atlanta. I came here, like I said, to visit a couple of times. And uh, one, on one of my trips, I actually tried to set some meetings up with uh, some agents down here. And I got to meet my agent who's currently uh, still my agent after five years and sat down with them, had a great conversation with them. They agreed to represent me. I told them I wasn't, I wasn't in Atlanta yet. I was in the process of moving, but I'm going to be in Ohio for a little bit. Um, the thing with the Atlanta market at the time uh, was that the majority of auditions were self-taped, which means that you, you get to record the auditions yourself, either mm-hmm. at, a, at a taping studio, which there are a lot of audition taping services in Atlanta, or if you have the capability, you can record it at home. Um, and I just said, you know, if you have things that I can just record at home, I can do that from Cleveland. If I get, get it, then I'll come down to Atlanta to film it or whatever. And there was one time early on, I was still in Cleveland, like a, about a month away from moving, mm-hmm. And I got an audition for this um, this random role on a show for a lawyer. I, I did the audition. I sent it in. Didn't hear back for a while. I assumed it was over. Um, and then got a, a call from my agent like two weeks later, said, hey, are you available to be in North Carolina tonight to shoot tomorrow for this show that you auditioned for a couple of weeks ago? And understanding the industry now, what probably happened is they did book an actor, something happened, right? There something mm-hmm. fell through, the actor's dates got mixed up or whatever. They couldn't do it anymore. They had to go with another actor, they called me. Um, so of course it was for a TV show. So I was like, yeah, I've never been on a TV show before. Of course, I'll do it, I'll figure it out. I'll be in North Carolina tonight. And then my agent was like, okay, don't, don't do anything yet. You're not officially booked. They just wanna check your availability. I'll get back to you. Um, long story short, they never officially booked me, even after, like, I, it was uh, up until the last flight of the night to get to Charlotte. I ended oh, wow. up booking the flight. I ended up getting on the plane and turning off my phone. I still hadn't gotten a, a the green light yet. And it wasn't until the plane landed and I got the, um, I got the email or I got the voicemail from my agent said, okay, they've officially booked you. (laughs) So uh, I ended up (laughs) up making that. Yeah. It was kind of a crazy, uh, crazy day. And so it was 9 PM or 10 PM at this point at the airport. I finally get to the hotel. Um, They sent me the new script and of course my lines are different. So now I got to memorize these new lines for the next day. And I'm kind of like freaking out a little bit. It's going to be my first TV show. Got all these new lines to memorize. It's already like 10 or 11 PM. I got to, I got to um, get ready for the next morning. And then I get the call sheet and I look at what show it is. I, I knew what show it was, but it was a new show. So I didn't know anything about it. So I get the call sheet and I see who else is in it. And that was the scene with Richard Dreyfuss and Helen Hunt.
1: Wow! Wow! That was my
3: very first time on a TV show. I was already sweating bullets, <laughs> I mean, and now I'm across from two Oscar winners. That's fantastic! And I got to hold my own in that scene. How insane! It is mind blowing!
0: Oh wow! That is crazy. Yeah. That's <laughs> so. That was your first TV. That was your first, first TV show. First time
3: across. on a TV show, and it's got to be with two Oscar winners. That's oh nuts. my god! That's nuts!
0: Oh, that's insane. Now I'm going to have to go back and watch that show.
3: I was so nervous.
0: <laughs> well, just I can't. I can't even explain
3: how nervous. I ca- I was. Shit- if you watch, even in that clip of my demo reel, there was one moment where I kind of shift my weight, and it looks totally natural on camera. It looks like <laughs> just a real person talking, and you know they shift their weight. We shift our weight when we when we uh, are sitting down all the time. Right. But I specifically remember that was a nervous, I, I was just, I had so much energy. At You're just point. fidgeting. I couldn't even sit still. I had to, I had to shift. I
0: had yeah. to move. Did, were you able to interact with them, uh, like in between takes? And I, I'm assuming that there were like multiple yeah. takes and multiple shots. Yeah, a little
3: bit, a little bit. And most times on set it's just, you know, especially the big stars of the show, they, they have a lot more to do, you know, sure. so right. they, you kind of like leave them, um, and, and let them be unless they're the ones that, and sometimes the, they're the ones that, you know, initiate the conversation. They just want to hang out and chat, which is cool. Um, but what was really neat about that set, especially one, it was my first time on that, on that set, but seeing those two Oscar winners, we were in the same little green room, holding room area whenever they, whenever they weren't shooting. So they would put us in that room. And the scene is really their scene, right? It was the first time that those two Oscar winners are going to have an interaction on this show. So you know they were going to write a cool scene for them. And they kind of have their back and forth. And um, it was neat to see them talk through the scene with each other. and talk nice. about, you know, from from using actor vocabulary, right? Talking about their objectives, talking about what they want from each other, what are their obstacles, and all these things. And it was it was really cool because I was thinking, I was like, wow, this is this is what we're taught in acting class. It was like it wasn't a scam oh, after nice. all. <laughs> you know? They're using uh, the
0: same things that you were
3: taught. They're using the same things, and they're That's talking cool. through. And there's these two Oscar winners that are talking through a scene the same way we would do in our scene study classes. So Amazing. I was like, this
0: is super cool. So that's great validation on, on what exactly. you learned. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, so let's go from Helen Hunt and Richard Dreyfuss to arguably two other amazing actors with uh, Cobra Kai. Um, yeah. We had mentioned that, uh, so I had mentioned that uh, I just caught up with Cobra Kai and I just saw the episode where um, they're talking to the uh, the committee for the tournament, which is your first scene in, yeah. in the series, right? Yeah. And that was um, the first,
3: yeah, I was, that was my first time on set. First time those. on
0: set and you could to see Ralph Macchio. And I mean, uh, how was that? What was that like?
3: It was super cool. I mean, I was, so, um, I remember, uh, I remember being on set that day and I think, I think they were setting up the shot with us in the room. If I'm remembering this correctly, I think they were setting up the shot with us in the room mm-hmm. and, uh, Ralph and Billy, neither of them were there yet, and uh, so when they so and and I think maybe Ralph got there first, and when he walked in the room, so there's part of the scene is Ralph like walking in the room and we're yes. all greeting him, right? Right, right. And like when he actually did it, when we weren't filming, it was kind of the same reaction <laughs> from all of us <laughs> in the committee because we were all super happy to see him. Um, and and in the scene, we were also like just as like we weren't really even acting at that point, you know? We were just genuine reactions to like meeting <laughs> Ralph Macchio. Uh, so that yeah, it was it was it was really fun. Um, I I snuck a picture on set uh, when we were there. Um, not in the set, but in our in our waiting area. And in the waiting area, like all the actors have our little like director chairs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there are cast chairs that we're sitting in. And the, all, the committee members, we were all kind of sitting together and, and Ralph and Billy had their own chairs. They were about maybe 10 feet in front of us. And they had special chairs where Ralph had one that said Miyagi-Do, <laughs> uh, that, you know, in the back. And, and Billy had one that said Cobra Kai Cobra on the Kai. back. And they were just sitting next to each other, just talking to each other. I just pull out my phone. It's like snuff that little <laughs> picture of the Miyagi-Do chair and the Cobra Kai chair. And then those two guys chatting with each other was, it was oh, really it was What really a great picture.
1: <laughs> so yeah. now were you, were you a fan? Like, did you, did you watch Karate Kid? Uh, oh, yeah, as a young percent. Like, so this 100%. was like a nostalgic thing for you as well then. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's the yeah. thing that I think would be the most amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're getting to be in things that you loved, you know, as a kid. And it's like, wait, first of all, one, they're still making stuff about the stuff when we were kids. Like that's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Like, like the karate kid is still going on. And now you right. get a chance to, be. you know, what? that's one,
3: that's that's one of the coolest things about this particular show is that, so I got to meet the the showrunners and the creators of the show. Um, and, uh, they, so, uh, John Hurwitz, Haylen, Hayden Schlossberg, and, um, and uh, oh man, well I can't I can't remember his name now. Uh, anyways, the, the three showrunners, they grew up as fans of the show, mm-hmm. so like you could see that the creators of the show, like they're having so much fun with it, right? <laughs> and they 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 care about these characters so much. You can tell they care about the show so much. Uh, and Josh Held. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, John Hayden and Josh, the, the the three of them care about the the show so much. And that's why there like, you could tell, like there's so much heart in this, in yeah. the, in the series. Um, and I think a big part of it is that, you know, these guys started off as fans, yeah. you know, and, and they ended up creating this and you know, I'm super excited to be a part of it. Are you allowed I'm to all say
1: if the committee members come back next season, will will we, I don't know if I
3: am or I'm not allowed to say, but I mean, there, there's a new, there's a tournament next season and they've (laughs) already showed that. So So I was just like, do we
1: get to see committee again? I think,
3: you know, people can, can maybe make the assumption that the committee members will be at the tournament.
1: Very cool. That
0: sounds, that sounds pretty logical to me. Almost required, (laughs) I would say.
3: (laughs) And, and, you know, as 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 a Cobra Kai fan and, and also being part of the show I'm pretty biased but I'm really excited to see the Emmys and hopefully yeah. fingers crossed that uh that Cobra Kai can pull can pull it out um if as an if I'm going to be unbiased and if we're taking Cobra Kai out of the equation I also loved Ted Lasso I <laughs> sure. think it was just I think it was just a perfect show I think you know one of the things that was amazing about Ted Lasso was that you know we got to catch it on its first season it was brand new it was so. Yes. It was so cool. Whereas Cobra Kai, its first two seasons were on YouTube Red. Nobody knew about it. Yeah. Nobody watched it That's on right. YouTube, Red. Yeah. YouTube Red.
1: I did. I got YouTube Red to watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That, so yeah. you
3: had like the super fans that were able to see that, but like the rest of the world weren't exposed to it. So Cobra Kai kind of came into you know the uh, the rest of the world a little bit later.
1: And what it, well, it had matured by then too, like yeah. it was like a much more like solid show as as yeah. it as it grow as it's grown it's gotten better and better and i yeah. one of the things that i love um about it and 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 the fact that you said that that the showrunners have such an affection for the material mm-hmm. is clear to me because i feel and you know as somebody who grew up uh, i mean i you know i was born in the early 70s grew up through the 80s 90s um so I saw this in the theater the first time I watched mm-hmm. all, you know, all three of them. I even saw the, mm-hmm. the, the, the next Karate Kid, you know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I was just watched all of those. I'm I'm still hoping there's a Hillary Swank cameo coming at some point. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, I mean
3: one of the showrunners did say yeah, like that's all part of universe. That's so right.
1: Right. Yeah. So I'd love to yeah. see that happen, but um, it's clear that they love the show because to me, this is, this is what a revival is supposed to look like. Like so many yeah. of these, other shows, they, they they bring them back and then they just either completely overhaul them and lose mm-hmm. the spirit of it, mm-hmm. or or it's too much of a clone that, you know what I mean, that they don't try anything mm-hmm. new. Um, and, you know, to me, I felt like Cobra Kai has captured the spirit in such an amazing way and then has... Flipped everything on its head, like you know Johnny. You know we we actually get to hear his story now. We get to mm-hmm. know who he is, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know you know every time they go up against each other in the show, you're like, come on guys, just hug, we can get it over with. You know you're you gonna be best Let friends when go. this is all over. We yeah. all know that's what's where this is going, but yeah, I just it's clear that they love the material, and I would love to see more. Revi- if there's gonna be re. re- not well this is not a, really a I like to call it a revival. It's not really a reboot yeah. or a remake. It's a revival. It's a sequel, yeah. it's a continuation. You're
3: continuing the story. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and
1: yeah, I yeah. like I feel like that's what, you know, um they're trying to do with the the new Ghostbusters Afterlife uh-huh. things like that's uh-huh. what I love to see. It's like we have nothing but love and respect for the original material and we want to bring it to a new generation and show how much we love it. Not change it into what we hope it's it should have been or something that's that's and so yeah cobra kai is a beautiful example of that
3: that's one of the funny things about uh being an actor especially here in atlanta and i'm sure in la or new york too um anywhere where it's a pretty big market and you're we're auditioning for you know some of the major movies and shows is that we're seeing them you know we're seeing them before anybody else in in terms of in terms of the auditions right I remember auditioning for Cobra Kai and like first seeing the name and I'm like, okay, I know Cobra Kai. Like, is this part of Karate Kid? Like we don't really, we didn't know the storyline yet. We just know we're auditioning for something called Cobra Kai. And we're like, is is this part of the Karate Kid universe? Like, what are they actually doing? And then after researching it a little bit, it is sort of, you know, we have the idea that it's kind of a continuation kind of story. And at this point, we have no idea if it's like, is this going to be like a really dumb show, <laughs> right? <laughs> or are they going to be able to pull something off that's that's kind of cool? Um, but during that whole process, whenever it's something brand new like that, um, it's kind of interesting being an actor to kind of see it before it goes out into the world uh, and before it gets even made, right? We're, we're, we're just looking at the script at this point. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's really neat to see it kind of grow from those first days of, of auditioning for it to what it has become now.
0: That's That's cool. Did you, did you know that Ralph and Billy were involved in the show Mm -mm. at that time? No. So Mm -mm. you didn't know until much later.
3: No. Yeah. Not until much later. And the funny thing is when I auditioned for the show, I auditioned for three different characters. um, And they did want to hire me for one of the characters at one point I wasn't available, so uh, the role went to somebody else. And then finally, this role on the committee came up, and they offered that role to me, and I luckily was available. And it was, it worked out so much better, because the other one was just a one-episode character. And then this one ends up being it's in recurring. multiple episodes. Nice, yeah. nice. Being in multiple episodes, yeah. And
0: you got to be in the same room with both Ralph, and right? <laughs> yeah, Billy. yeah.
1: And I thought there's no way they're gonna get Elizabeth Shue to come on the show, and then she right. showed up oh, in that episode. A, and I was that's like, amazing. What? Like that? Was, yeah. yeah. Of course, she's not, she was. And a they such didn't high, like they didn't school school do anything.
3: Crushes. They didn't do any of it in like a cheesy way or anything. Like it no. all had a, like a legitimate story of why they're bringing these characters in. You know, into the universe again, which is yeah.
1: amazing. That's fantastic. So before I mean we're coming up a little bit close to the end of the show, and I definitely want to talk a little bit about Black Widow because that's the most recent thing that's sure. kind of come out. Um yeah. uh we've all I think we've all you've seen it now too, Aaliyah, right? We've all seen Black Widow. Um, it was a great movie. Tell us about how you got involved in Black Widow, um, and ultimately, you know where we can find you. I actually have a clip from it. We're going to show, um, but I'll wait till you to kind of tell us the story a little bit.
3: Um, So we, we said earlier how so many of the Marvel things are filmed here in Atlanta uh, movies and shows Um, as actors though. You know, Marvel is so secretive about their projects. So when we get an audition for anything Marvel related, it'll say um, untitled Marvel project. (laughs) <laughs> um, or untitled Marvel film or untitled Marvel show right now, because there's so many Marvel shows filming, it'll say something like Marvel sh- streaming show number three, <laughs> Or Marvel shows, oh. <laughs> show number four. Um, so little, but then like we're, we're that, able to, kind that of was my favorite
1: it. one, by the way, Marvel yeah. streaming show number four. Yeah.
3: We're, we're right? able to kind yeah. of piece <laughs> it together. Even the sides that we're given, the audition scripts that we're given uh, sometimes are, are fake. Um, Are not, are not real, you know, because they, they don't want to give anything away. They don't want anything like getting leaked. Um, But for Black Widow, it just said untitled Marvel feature film. And it was a fairly short scene. Uh, It was actually the scene that made it into the movie um, was my audition. And.
0: uh, They actually use sides from the script then.
3: Yeah. But they changed it around a little bit. They, they changed, they, they gave, uh, some of William Hurt's lines to me. Mm. And that happens sometimes with auditions, especially when you're reading for a a smaller role, is they want, they put some more lines in there just to get a sense of your acting. And then when, yeah. you know, when they book you, then you'll figure out, you'll see what your actual scene is going to be. Um, but the, the part of the scene didn't really make sense because the dialogue was kind of clunky because they, you know, they gave part some they, of his they, lines they, they, to me and it just like the conversation didn't really make sense to me. Um, but uh, I remember it was a self-tape. So I recorded the audition at home. I sent it in and I just kind of forget forgot about it. Part, part of it was just like, all right, this is a Marvel movie, whatever. I'm not going to get this. They're, they're going to audition like a million people for this. Um, so I just forgot about it afterwards. And then uh, one day I got an email from my agent. They are like, hey, you booked it and uh, you're going to London to film. <laughs> and
0: so, <laughs> wow. uh,
3: and that was kind of like a last minute thing too. They said, be ready to, you may need to fly out as early as tomorrow morning. So start packing. Wow. Um, it turned out they didn't need me until like a few more, a few days later. So um, I had a, f- a few days to kind of prepare, but we were in London for about th- three weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, and then we filmed three scenes in London and one scene in Georgia and the only scene of ours that made it to the movie was the one in Georgia. So the stuff that they, they brought us to London for, for three weeks and they barely, they didn't use any of it. One of those scenes made it into the uh, DVD, um, into the deleted scenes. I was scene. going to say. Oh, I scenes. haven't
1: seen those yet because yeah. I watched it on Disney. I didn't see.
3: Yeah, but the other ones are, are not. They're somewhere out there in the ether. Uh, and that's, I don't
1: know. <laughs> but that's in and that, and the London scenes where you got to do with Scarlett Johansson, and- I got to meet
3: I got to meet her uh on set one day on one of the days. Yeah. Um uh at the end of the movie there were parts of it that were shown in some of the trailers that you know never sure, ended uh, up yeah. making into the final movie. Um and uh I did get to meet Scarlett she was super cool on set as well. Yeah. Um but uh but yeah didn't make it into the
1: movie. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to play a quick Clip of a part that did make it into the movie here, real quick. Hold on, let me sure. see if I can get this to come up. We will, uh, we will see how this works. <laughs> here we go.
3: Got an empty nest, Secretary Ross. Retractor, sir.
1: There we go. That was yeah. that was Kurt. You guys, <laughs> yeah. I love that's what I love about uh, y- these stories that you're telling is like all the stuff that went into it, and then sometimes hours on set uh filming and and going over and doing blocking and doing all that stuff and it's you got the handsome but that's William Hurt yeah <laughs> like again yeah. another legend like this is another legend this is just fantastic <laughs> and you were in there again too but I, I couldn't clip everything that was the first one that popped up and I'm like huh. uh I gotta show it it was just really fun but he hands the he hands the he got the tracker from Black Widow and handed it to General Ross how cool is that um, yeah,
3: that was that was a lot of fun. Um, Kate Shortland, the director, was uh, great to work with on set. Uh, super, um, uh, super welcoming, especially for us. Like when we when I say us, they they brought six actors from Atlanta to be like Secretary Ross's agents to walk around with him in every every scene that he was in. Um, so basically, he had a bigger storyline. In the movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, and of they they were gonna cut away to more scenes of him trying to follow the trail of Black Widow, right? Mm-hmm. And um those scenes kind of all got uh cut from the movie in every scene, the six of us agents uh were gonna be with him. Um but uh yeah, we when we were arrived on set in London for our first day, that was their 50th day of filming already.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So
3: we were kind of brought in, you know, they were already well into the movie. And uh, sometimes when you're an actor, you're playing some of the smaller roles, you go on set, you feel like kind of an outsider. You just come in, you do your job, you know, uh, and then you leave. But uh, Kate Shortland, the director, she was super welcoming, made us feel like that we were, you were, we were a, Important part of the story, you know. Sat down and talked to us. Talked to talked about the scene with us, you know. And uh, she was wonderful to work with. That's,
0: That's awesome. It's awesome. good to hear. Yeah. You, you got to interview her, her for uh, your yeah. YouTube channel, didn't
3: you? I did. I did. and That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, that that was one of the reasons why I felt comfortable reaching out to her to ask her for an interview was because how how great she was on set.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: because there have been times I told her in the interview. I said there have been times I've gone onto a movie set to play one of these day player characters. And the director never even spoke to me once. Like I arrived, oh, wow. I sure. did my job and then I, and then I left. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to, to um, get that type of, you know, that type of treatment from a director. It doesn't happen all the time.
0: Yeah. That's
1: awesome. And you can find out more. I have a question. Oh yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Aaliyah. You <laughs> It's a
2: very random question. Nah. I've been thinking about it since I saw this image. Well, does it uh,
0: sound so random then.
2: Where, where is your dog? <laughs> oh yeah, I really wanted to know your dog. <laughs>
3: She's back
2: is this iconic the, dog that's just.
3: it's back on the oh. couch sleeping. Let me see if I can wake her up.
1: Oh, you don't. I don't want to. I'm so up. sorry. Oh, I. It's
2: Aww. this iconic that dog. Is I'm wanting.
1: The the photo that you sent for the the promo is just amazing, and and yeah. we can see oh, more hello. of of your dog on Instagram, right? <laughs> yeah. What's her? What's oh. Her name's Tofu. Tofu, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my. I'm so sorry to wake you up. Oh, oh look at her.
1: Oh, look at the sweetheart. Oh. Oh, she's adorable. And that's why everybody tuned in. We really wanted yeah. to, to see the dog. Oh, and, that's. Uh... You're absolutely right. You're
3: absolutely right. <laughs> she's, she's definitely the
1: star of your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, which people can find uh, what, what is your name on Instagram? It's just my first and last name. Yeah. It's just
3: for you. Yeah.
1: And you, they can also find out more about your black widow story on your YouTube channel, which is acting mm-hmm. career center or actors, career yep. center, acting, acting career, career center, right. Yep. Um, right. which is really interesting. Like there's some really interesting videos and stuff on there. Um, and then, I mean, that's got to feel pretty good. I mean, again, you just started at an acting school. Now you're teaching others to do uh, yeah. the same thing. Um, And that's pretty amazing. So check out his YouTube channel um, and and you can see more of that. Follow him on Instagram so you can see more of his dog. (laughs) Kurt, thank you so much. We want to respect your time as we're coming up on uh, and the Emmys are getting ready to start. So thank you so much for being here today. It was absolutely an honor. We'd love maybe even to have you back maybe after the Bruce Willis movie comes out because I know I'm going to want to talk about that. Uh, (laughs) But thank you so much for, for, for giving your time to us tonight thank you for showing
2: me your dog (laughs) absolutely
1: she's she's wide awake now
3: um oh look
0: at her Oh my! yeah thank you guys so much
3: for having me it was a lot of fun
1: no thank you thank you for your time thank Thank you you guys for tuning into the podcast is real official podcast of world gun geek uh you know we're going to be here every sunday basically i'm going to play the music because it's time we're here every sunday Uh, providing pop culture entertainment and podcasts from the Uh, the next day. So make sure you subscribe, like, follow, whatever the function happens to be where uh, you're watching us and enjoying. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch now with our live streams and our podcasts are on all the major platforms. So just search for World Gone Geek. We'd love for you to uh, uh, be a part of the community, be a citizen of World Gone Geek. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. The podcast
2: is real is a World Gone Geek production.